what is up everyone you are checking out the world of wwe podcast 2021 year in review 2021 is officially over and you have myself and of course one of my macho mandan what's up everybody one of my favorite co-hosts yes macho mandan is here my other favorite co-host latino heat carlos is not with us tonight but he has sent over his predictions and his well wishes to everybody. He will definitely be back. He's just been very, 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 very chaotic scheduling going on, but he will be back with us shortly. But Dan, how did you enjoy your New Year's Eve? Well, you know, I had to spend some time with the family, you know, everything, but you know, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, good. Good, 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 good. I didn't really do much. I did watch some New Year's Eve festivities on TV. Probably got a little high. (laughs) Yeah, that happened. Uh, But aside from that, we did start out New Year's Eve on a terrible note. We all found out that Betty White, 99 years old, passed away. Terrible. Everyone's such a shame. There have been people who literally are like, I'm crying and are very sad and going through it. And no one really thought Betty White would, would pass away. She had the sort of like charisma at like 90 years old of an 18 year old. So her spirit was really more than her age. But she did live a long life, 99. And she did. Here. Almost make it to a hundred. <laughs> she did. She was going to turn a hundred in January, so she was right there. She saw a lot of her life, but she did also see a lot when she showed up on WWE TV in 2014. She showed up on Raw with the Big Show. Funny moments for a funny lady. Rest in peace, Betty White. That sort of like dampered everybody's mood on New Year's Eve, but yeah. But we are going to be discussing everything 2021, the top moments, matches, and wrestlers of the year. And we'll be giving our very own predictions for what's going to happen in 2022. So, yes. I'm a little out of it today, Dan. I don't know what's going on with me. I'm feeling the New Year's Eve blues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all right. You're a little quiet today too during this. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm I'm still tired from staying up till twelve. Uh, it's so bad to stay up past that time, you know. No, I was. I know I sounded like an old man, but you yeah, know what? Sure Fuck so you. Did. That's all right. Well, speaking of old men, these people that we're going to be talking about in this category here are not old men. But they're the top five tag teams of 2021 in WWE. And there were a lot of great tag team matches and great tag teams that showed up during the year. However, these five made a lasting impact. And we're going to start out with team number five, the Mysterios. The team of Dominic and Rey Mysterio technically did the father-son tag team. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine, man. It's father and son. They are father and son. First time we saw them together was way back in 2005 
Uh, when Dominic was a little child. Yeah, you know, Eddie Guerrero wanted his child back. So we fast forward. he's his papi. I'm your papi, Dominic. Fast forward to 2019, and he tries to help his father out against rivals like Samoa Joe and others. And then in 2020, he joined forces with his dad, and they formed a tag team. And in 2021, they actually had a great year. They were SmackDown tag team champions. Dan, you said they defeated the Dirty Dogs. Backlash. WrestleMania backlash. But uh, it's actually funny that match because Dominic was like there at the end of the match. He didn't come in until after because he apparently he got attacked and he was mad. That's right. He, that is right. And there was always speculation about, you know, someone's going to turn heel or not. But these two men were able to showcase their high-flying ability and their natural talent, father-son duo, and they make our list for top five tag team of the year, coming in at number five, the Mysterios. Coming in at number four of our tag team of the year, the Street Profits. These two started out in NXT and have since became a household name and a big sponsor for Red Solo Cups. <laughs> I mean, every time they come out, the thousands of them just like fly up into the sky. Although they were not tag team champions in this year, they did have many great tag matches against AJ Styles and Omos, the Dirty Dogs, and the Usos. The Usos, yes, so many great matches. And these two men are just starting out. Montez Ford is known for his high flying ability, always perfecting that huge frog splash. And man, get some air. He sure does get air. And Angela Dawkins is more of the in ring in your face fighter. But these two street profits, they want the smoke and they also want to be number four in our top five tag teams of 2021 list. Tag team number three is a newly formed tag team that actually recently just broke up. Coming in at number three is the team of Omos and the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Omos debuted in 2020, deciding to help out AJ Styles to defeat AJ's opponents. Omos debuted, and he was seven feet tall, and AJ looked very tiny. Man looked like a toddler next to him. I remember seeing it at first. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, The fucker reminded me of the great Kali. Sure did. And AJ Styles and Omos were able to actually go to WrestleMania and challenge the New Day and actually defeat them to become raw tag team champions and those two were dominant throughout the year until rk bro came and took the titles from them and it was a great time seeing you know the odd pairing of aj and omos they worked well together but recently after a loss omos turned on aj and now the two of them are at odds but if we're looking at 2021, AJ Styles and Omos definitely made their mark. Next, coming in at number two, Tag Team of the Year 2021, we just mentioned them, RK Bro, the team of Riddle and Randy Orton. Again, these two, well, these two started working in 2021 together. Uh, it was a really odd pairing. Riddle is more of someone but who But, man, did they become popular very quickly. They did. Riddle is – they kind of like that odd couple pairing, too. Riddle is like a stoner. 
Hippie. type of guy, and, and Randy's the serious type of guy. And they worked well. Again, this is another team that a lot of people are saying, will they or won't they turn on each other? But so far, they haven't. And their tag team like mentality has gone really well because they are now your current Raw tag team champions. And they've been dominant ever since winning the titles. And they actually have a title match coming up at day one. So, yeah, RK-Bro leading number two. How funny would it be if RK-Bro broke up the day that we are recording this? <laughs> oh, no. Well, if they do, we will see tonight. Cheap plug also for our predictions for day one. We'll be dropping later on at 6 p.m. So be on the lookout for that. This is obviously already out at this point. Okay. Dan, are you ready? Our number one tag team of 2021 is a team that has been sort of in this since like 2011. They've been taking names day one-ish, representing the bloodline. They've been down since day one-ish. Yeah, and if you don't know who we're talking about, you live under a rock. The number one tag team of the year, 2021, is the Ooh, So. Now, this one is pretty obvious choice because the Usos have been dominant alongside their cousin, Universal Champion Roman Reigns, since 2020. Jimmy Uso came back and helped out Jay, helped out the family, helped out the bloodline, and they have been unstoppable ever since. They were, I think, before the draft, weren't they Raw Tag Team Champions and they switched the titles? No. No, they won them afterwards. Something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, not this draft. I don't know if you're talking about last year's draft or this year's draft. I, I was talking about this year because I felt like there was – No, 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 no. They were tag team champions before that because uh, they had the titles before that because they were with Roman the entire time. They were always on SmackDown. Okay, okay. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, so they, they did – they've, they've been jamming for so long, like, throughout the years. It's hard for me to tell, like, when they won it or lost it. But – the Usos are just a dominant team, you know. They're great in the ring. Um, they're always high flying. Although I don't agree with some of Jimmy Usos' outside <laughs> adventures are, we do appreciate all their hard work and dedication to the ring that they give. So the Usos had a hell of a year. They are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They will be defending their titles against one of their biggest rivals, the New Day, at day one tonight. I'm expecting a great match. Yeah, it will be. But check out the tag team of the year, the Usos. Yeah, so that is it for our top five tag teams of the year of 2021. Great list. But the Usos, of course, rounding out number The victory. One. Yes. So throughout this episode, we are going to be also counting down our top five greatest matches of 2021. And we're going to start out our countdown with match number five. And this match comes from WrestleMania Backlash. We're seeing Universal Champion. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I know. Surprise. Universal Champion Roman Reigns defending against Cesaro. These two had a blockbuster brawl. It was one of the first times that Cesaro actually was able to have a main event title shot. And Cesaro definitely delivered. They had a brawl. We're not going to give away any spoilers. Dan, why did you enjoy this match without giving any spoilers away? Um, 
I enjoyed it because it really showed off how great Cesaro truly was in the ring, how strong he was. I mean, that's really all I can say. I mean, we already knew how good Roman was. I mean, concerning the fact that he was the champion going into it, so. And to be honest, I wasn't really – I didn't have any really sort of, like, expectations for for this one. I thought it was going to be good, but they blew the house down. So definitely check out the match of 2021, number five, Cesaro versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania Backlash. Now – we're going to also be counting down our top five newcomers of the year. So these are wrestlers who, you know, started fighting more in 2021. They might have debuted a year prior, but these are wrestlers who didn't actually get their footing until 2021. And we're going to start our countdown with number five newcomer of the year, Omos. Now, Omos is, as we said, a former Raw Tag Team champion. We did speak about how when we first saw him come out, he was huge. And I really, that was one of the first things I said to my fiance Dory when I saw him was, oh my God, he's huge. Like, I really couldn't believe the size difference between him and AJ. I thought it was funny. And AJ is like, and AJ is not even that small of a guy. No. He's like six foot. Yeah, he's not. So it was weird uh, to see someone that big. But also, it that, reminds me of Enzo Amore and Big Cass. That's how that's how he made him look. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I was, you know, it was interesting to see them change and have them switch over so quick to turn on EJ. But he did have a good year. He spent most of the year as a Raw Tag Team Champion, and he is now one of the main big men in WWE. So I do think he definitely earned his spot as a number five newcomer of 2021. Number four, we have probably my favorite on the countdown. She was the first ever Queen Crown winner, and she also is a current women's tag team champion, Queen Zelina. She had a hell of a year. Now, we did say she did debut back in 2020, but however... Actually, she was... 2019, right? No, she was with Andrade in, like, I think it was 2017, 2018, around there. or Yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But She, she was in the company for a while, but she didn't actually start wrestling until, yeah, like, 2020. Until, like, 20, yeah, she fought Asuka in 2020, so she actually didn't really start doing um, much in-ring work later on until 2021. Remember, she was released from the company, and then she was hired back. And ever since she was hired back, she's been unstoppable. She has this new gimmick of the queen where she has her fake English accent. <laughs> and she just... Welcome back to our 2021 year in review. Been a hell of a year. And a hell of women wrestling. Well, the women in this category showed... That WWE is not just about the men. The women definitely are able to hold their own and really kick ass. So And show that they are truly women and not just divas. Yeah, they're no longer divas, everybody. They're women. So to start off our top five female wrestlers of 2021, of course, number five, one of my favorites, Queen Selena. Now, the reason why she's in here is She's the first ever Queen's Crown winner. So she's the first ever Queen of the Ring. She's our current women's champion. The thing about Queen Zelina is 
that no matter what she does, she always brings some kind of energy to it. Whether people like it or not, she is able to get the fans to feel what's happening. So I definitely, definitely, definitely think Queen Zelina had a great year, and I'm looking forward to what 2022 brings her. Number four, this is one of Dan's favorite, the nightmare, Rhea Ripley. She had a great year. She was the Raw Women's Champion at one point, and then she even became the Women's Tag Team Champion along with Nikki, almost a superhero. Dan, you talk about your lady. Tell us why Rhea Ripley is at the number four spot. So, all right, a lot of people during Rhea Ripley's time, like, at the top, like, being Raw Women's Champion, they're like, well, she was a bit robotic with her lines and everything. She was, but damn, did she put on a few good matches. I mean, you have to look at the matches. I mean, she had she went against Asuka. She beat her. She almost beat Charlotte Flair. That was a really stupid way they had her win, technically. But she did, technically. So, And, I mean, Rhea has had so many good matches over the years. Like, in NXT, I mean, of course. And, obviously, last year. But did she really push forward this year by winning the Raw Women's and the Women's Tag Titles? Can't really say much else than that. Yeah, no, she definitely had a great year. And, again, she's another wrestler that you know is going to have a lot more to look forward to. Rhea Ripley, the nightmare. <sighs> okay, number three, female wrestler of the year. Has to go to someone who I know is talked about a lot. Uh, but you can't shit on talent. And that goes to the queen Charlotte Flair. Whoa, 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 whoa. We can shit on town because she's the golden child. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, <laughs> Macho Man Dan is coming for Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, if you ever listen to this, just know that Dan, I don't know what it is, but Dan is not a fan. <laughs> no, I am not. That's going to be your own segment. Dan is not a fan. You're going to tell us people you don't like. Well, Charlotte would definitely be one of the top ones, that, the first people I do. So, well, that that's a great way to promote her in our top five female wrestlers. <laughs> but Charlotte, Flair, all, right, all right, if we're being fair here, yes, even though I may not like her, she did have a good year. She did. She was the women's tag team champion. She did not compete at WrestleMania, and then she did compete at WrestleMania Backlash in a triple threat match for the women's title. She ended up going to Money in the Bank and. I think it was Money in the Bank where she beat Rhea Ripley and then they had another Well, match. technically she won by a DQ victory. Oh, okay. And that was that Money Which was Bank. a very stupid one because, you know, she got her head slammed into a board. Oh, yeah. That's a very good weapon. That's dumb, but it did, you know, go with the storyline of I just did it because you would have. And I guess, yeah. And then Charlotte would end up winning the title – and defeating Nikki, almost a superhero. And then she ended up the year with her feud with Becky Lynch. And she also just recently feuded with Tony Storm. She has a day off for day one. So the golden Lucky child, her. Charlotte Flair, number three. All right, number two, the number two female wrestler of the year. And I'm surprised I'm even saying number two in my eyes. It's number one. But we're being fair here at the World of WWE podcast. Number two pick is... Big time Bex, the man, Becky Lynch. Now, she did come back in August of this year, but since coming back, she has been unstoppable. She defeated the 
one of the biggest names of 2021, Bianca Belair at SummerSlam in, what was it, 26 seconds? Around there, yeah. Something like that. She then defended her title at WrestleMania – or not WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> that was months before she even came back. Well, she show. did tease she was going to be at WrestleMania, but she wasn't, so. She defended her title against Bianca Belair at Extreme Rules, but then Sasha Banks got involved, and the three of them made history in Saudi Arabia for the WWE Women's Championship. It was, you know, interesting to see the three of them compete there, and I didn't have high hopes for it, but definitely, definitely, definitely was a great match, a great triple threat. And then Becky would showcase her real-life issues with Charlotte Flair for the whole world, WWE Universe, and no. And the two of them would fight in the fall. And then in December, Becky met Liv. And the two of them are friends, but they've been having such great chemistry in the ring, outside of the ring, and the two of them are going to fight tonight at day one. But it does seem a little bit like Lita versus Trish, so I'm excited for that. But Becky Lynch is probably my favorite women's wrestler right now. But I will say that she is just amazing, and next 2022 this year is going to be great for her too. All right. Now, we are at the female wrestler of 2021, and that has to go, of course, to the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. Nobody had a year quite like her. She ended up winning the Royal Rumble match. She defeated the women's champion, Sasha Banks, in the main event of WrestleMania. She went on to have a great feud with Bayley, including their Hell in a Cell match. After that feud, she would go on to challenge Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks would come back and cause issues for Bianca and the two of them would go at it. And she currently is taking on Dewdrop and sort of a powerhouse competition who is the better strength female. But we do know the best female of the year and that's Bianca Belair. Do you have any words about Bianca, Dan? Um, I know I've I know I put a lot of harsh things on her, just like I did Charlotte. But again, I gotta give her—I gotta give her respect. She has had a hell of a year. I mean, she went from having—I forget when it wasn't when she was champion, but she went from having a tiny feud, a really bad feud with Bailey, to becoming women's champion, winning the Royal Rumble, proving a lot of people wrong, uh, proving a lot of people wrong, and showing that she really is the best in WWE. I mean, game proves game. No, yeah, 100%. And Bianca Belair is just awesome. Okay, now we're on our second match of the year, and that is coming to you from WrestleMania. The Universal Champion Roman Reigns defended his title against Edge and Daniel Bryan in a triple threat. And this match was just great because each competitor – gave it their all. This would be one of Daniel Bryan's last matches in WWE before joining AEW, and this would be Edge's return to the main event picture of WrestleMania. And Roman Reigns just had a dominant year, too, and this is just another start of his dominance. And it was just definitely a great match. Not a lot to go over here because you have to check it out for yourself, but it definitely is number two match of the year. All right, now we have a little segment. It's called In Memoriam. 
And basically, we are just honoring the people who WWE has decided to toss out in the year. And there's a huge list. We're not going to cover everybody. But we're just going to cover some of the people that have left their mark on WWE and, you know, were shockingly let go. So first we have Christian, which was a huge surprise. Andrade was next, which was another shock. They're both in AEW, by the way. Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, the Iconics, they were let go. But now they are the current Impact Wrestling Knockouts Tag Team Champions as the inspiration. Mickey James is let go. She is your current TNA, well, not TNA, Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion. Daniel Bryan was let go, who is in AEW. Ron Strowman was also let go this year, and he is currently not really wrestling for any company right now. Alistair Black, who is now competing in AEW as Malachi Black, was let go. Ruby Riot, who is also in AEW as Ruby Soho. A lot of people in WWE that were in WWE are now in AEW. A lot, yeah. Bray Wyatt, which is a huge shock to everybody, was let go this year. Because apparently he wasn't liked by Vince. Yeah, Vince can go fuck himself. Um, Especially for that one, because you made the character, dumbass. A hundred. Ric Flair was let go. Adam Cole and Bobby Fish were let go, which is a terrible loss. They're both... Adam Cole and Bobby Fish are both in AEW now. Mercedes Martinez was let go, who is also in AEW. Ember Moon. Keith Lee. Mia Yim. Nia Jax. God. Uh, she didn't really do that good in my opinion, but sure, you want to keep you know that chance. I'm still waiting for R-Truth versus Nia Jax. So. <laughs> Karrion Cross, Scarlet, John Morrison, Hit Row, Jeff Hardy, and the last two, Kyle O'Reilly and Tony Storm. However, Kyle O'Reilly is um, back with AEW, along with his former Undisputed Era colleagues, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. So, a lot of wrestlers. Tony Storm supposedly left on her own accord. She was burnt out, supposedly. So, yes, a lot of people released in WWE, and we miss them in WWE, but we know they are kicking ass somewhere else. All right, Dan, we are about to wrap up. We only have a couple more things to cover. We are now counting down our top five male wrestlers of the year. We're going to start off with number five, and that is Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley had a great year. He was WWE champion at one point. I think he also was United States champion, too, at one point. Yes, he was. Um, He's just the fucking man. He's been having a hell of a rivalry with Drew McIntyre. He also fought Goldberg. He started out with the Hurt Business, and he broke up the Hurt Business, and now they're back together again. Uh, and now he's yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah, he only yeah. needs them. He needs them to get to the title, and then he's gonna break it up again. Yeah, it makes no sense. But he is fighting for the title tonight at day one. So Bobby Lashley is number number five wrestler of the year. Number four or number four male wrestler of the year is of course Seth freaking Rollins, Carlos's favorite. Seth Rollins had a great year. Started out against Cesaro. Then he went on to challenge Edge. And now it's looking as if he has his sights on the title picture. Seth Rollins had a great, great year. 
Number Who knows? His, this new year might start off really great for him. He might win the WWE championship. He might. You never know. Number three, Big E. He was an Intercontinental Champion, and he became WWE Champion this year. This guy he won, won the Money in the Bank. Mr. Money in the Bank. You're right. I forgot about that. He won Money in the Bank this year. It was a great year for Big E, and who knows? He might be having an even better 2022. Our who number knows? two male wrestler of the year is one of my favorites, the Radar Superstar Edge. Who could say after almost 10 years being away and come back, main event WrestleMania, have a great Carlos. Carlos could say that. Oh, well, you okay. said who could? You said who could shit on Edge after doing all that? Carlos oh. could. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we know that. Yes, of course, of course. But it's okay because Edge proves everybody wrong by continuing to have match of the night, match of the night, and he is just great. He's now currently involved in a rivalry with the Miz. And, again, there's just a lot to look forward to. Edge had a great year. And, obviously, the man of 2021, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. He's been champion for the entire year. Defeated everybody that came his way. And there's no one really as good as him at this point. I mean, who's left for him to face to prove himself? I know. We'll have to see. Tonight, he's taking on Brock Lesnar. We'll see how that. Well, that would be a good. That would be a good way to show you're good by being Brock Lesnar fair and square. That fair and square, good words. All right, so we are now going to our match of the year, and this match comes to you from SummerSlam: Edge versus Seth Rollins. Dan, why don't you tell everyone listening why this was picked as our match of the year? Well, I mean, is it really that much of a shocker? We did pick Edge versus Seth Rollins as one of the top rivalries. Why would we put them as the top match? <laughs> but um, it was it was definitely a good match. You it it had a feel to me of like someone like John Cena versus Edge, even though Edge wasn't involved in the match. It felt like that because, I mean, it was the unpredictability of who was actually going to win. It was a new guy versus an older guy. So it definitely had a good feel to it. And, I mean, I, I, I loved the way they did it. I especially loved the brood entrance. That was very amazing. That was, cool. <laughs> that was cool seeing them pull that out again for SummerSlam. Very, very cool. Yeah, it was a great match. I just remembered uh, – really enjoying it i just recently rewatched it and yeah it definitely was worth match of the year of 2021 well we have made it through it was a crazy year let's go over dan really really quick give me your quick prediction for 2022 um this is gonna be a hard one I guess if I had to make a prediction, I'm going to say the person who's going to be the top person of this year is going to be Seth Rollins. Ooh, okay. All right. Seth Rollins is going to be the year 2022. Okay. Yep. Well, you want to hear my prediction? I think my prediction is probably going to be the most um, realistic one. I have a feeling that the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast is going to take over 2022 and just going to be the best podcast you ever listened to. I kind of already wrong that happened this year. Oh, 
I like that, Dan. Well, I mean, listen, there's you can always beat yourself. That <laughs> um, Fair enough. I'm immature. I don't know if, if, if Dan caught that little one, so I'm just going to... Oh, I, I have very well understood it, but I mean, <laughs> what I wanted to say <laughs> after that would, uh, would not exactly go over well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we are number one, but we do want to thank you all for listening, and we appreciate all the support we have gotten. We have been listened to in over 37 countries, and recently, this is a little fun fact, Henry O. Godwin, former Godwin member, former tag team champion, recently liked one of our uh, Instagram posts, so... Wow, we're growing. Hop onto that Instagram page, y'all, but yes... Uh, that's my prediction, and I also think WWE is going to have a great year. It's going to be a great year of wrestling, and wrestling let's just hope WWE doesn't release as many superstars as they did last year. Uh, well, if they do, then maybe if they do get released, hopefully they find a better company to work for. All right, definitely, everybody. That is it for our 2021 year in review of WWE. It has been fun. Stick around because later on tonight you're going to be getting our prediction episode which would be dropping at 6 p.m. Our predictions for day one. Thank you. It was a great 2021. Stay safe, and we will see y'all in 2022. Bye. Bye.